Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Thank you for joining us. We are hot to trot here. We've got an incredibly exciting young man that we're going to uh, we're going to share some time with here. We've got a he's a coach, he's a mentor, he's a he's he's got an incredible background in science, which is very interesting, and how it ties back into the industrial world and helping groups and people. To, it, he will explain it much better than I can. <laughs> this is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. Leaders, we're here for you, and we're here for and cultural transformation. That's what we do here. Leaders, you must step it up. You must be the ones who lead so that cultures can become better. And our and our partner here today that we've got going on with uh, is going to be great with that. My partner, Rich Barron, he's here. I'm Michael Bailey, and we're here today with, with well, let's introduce you. Paul, Give us your background and what 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 is it you do that is so incredibly interesting? Yes, thank you, Michael and Rich. I'm excited to be here. So Paul Ferranbi, my background's in chemical engineering, but like you mentioned, I've done a lot of stuff with coaching, speaking, mentorship. So I say my mission for my company, Incredible Paul, really my mission for life is to empowered the professional development of students and younger professionals in STEM. So I do it in a few different ways, whether it's podcasting, speaking, coaching. In addition to that, I also have a nonprofit called NALA STEM, which is, we say we love our acronyms. It's the National Alliance Leading the Acceleration of STEM, and STEM is the Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. So acronyms upon acronyms. But what we do there is to unite, support, and build community among all historically excluded peoples in STEM. So that focus is definitely on people who are underrepresented in STEM, whether it's Blacks, African Americans, Hispanics, women in STEM. So really making sure those who have not historically been in STEM for whatever reason have the opportunities and can continue to be developed. All right. Outstanding. Richard? I know you've been talking to Paul here a little bit. Why don't you open up what it is you and he have been talking about? Let's move this forward. Yeah, we've been talking about uh, uh, STEM skills. These uh, brilliant people that are coming out of, out of school now and already have these skills. And there is no shortage of these in, incredibly intelligent young people that are coming out of school with these phenomenal STEM skills. And as leadership coaches, we see this um, as them getting into this the workplace, becoming those incredible individual contributors. 
And then because of their STEM skills, because of their background, because of their degrees, get promoted into some of these leadership positions. And you know, I think there's there's definitely a misconception around these STEM skills versus leadership skills. And um, you know, I, I I was just telling you a little bit of, uh, about my son, who mm-hmm. is is also in kind of at this position, uh, electrical engineer, works in the Midwest uh, for the last you know four or five years, been climbing these you know four hundred foot towers and doing the electronic work at the top. And just got promoted into a supervisor over, you know, a, quite a large area in the Midwestern U.S. And he's struggling. He's mm. struggling. He's really good at his job. He, he's great at, uh, you know, he loved climbing the towers. But now he's more, you know, supervising with a, with a team who does this. And, you know, I'm working with him on some leadership skills because mm. those things are lacking. So, Long story short, Paul, what's what's your take on this? Yeah, I would say that happens a, a lot, that people are really good in their individual space. They're like, okay, you're really good at X in the STEM space. Let's make you a manager of other people. But what most people don't realize is that leadership, like everything else, is a specific skill. It's a skill set. So just because you're good at doing a specific skill in STEM doesn't mean that you're going to be as good as teaching that skill or leading that skill. So with leadership, I like to break it down into leadership is influence, really nothing more as far as whether you have a leadership title or not. But specifically in this case, when you're trying to lead effectively, listening is the first step, listening, learning, and then leading. So like what you were mentioning with your son, when you're trying to be a supervisor of people, a lot of times they already know what they need. It's just your opportunity as a supervisor to listen to their needs, to remove the boundaries. And then when you understand the boundaries you need to remove, you can learn what you need to do going forward, and then you can effectively lead. So what I understand about what you were saying is that Do you see there's a group of people that just are not getting the opportunities to develop those STEM skills? Is that is that what I'm hearing? So this is interesting to me because if they lack that belief and then maybe they don't they don't go after it. So maybe there has to be some encouragement about you can do this. You can be that person. Mm -hmm. You can apply to school. You can learn these kinds of skills. You can actually do that. So I hear you saying it's kind of like, let's get you into who it is that you are so that you have greater confidence so that you can go after these STEM skills. Is that right? And then as they learn those STEM skills, on the other side of that is how do you take all that you've learned about yourself as an individual, mm-hmm. right? Building that, then building this this core skill stuff about STEM, but then how do you take that and now move that into leadership? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, a, a little bit. So like at least with the listen, learn, lead, I'm talking more so as in leadership as a whole, not necessarily specific with the STEM skills. I think it's with STEM, it's I'll tell people STEM is hard, but it's hard for everyone. And just because it's hard for you doesn't mean that you should give up. So that's why I really focus on mentorship and finding the right people to help you along the way, coaching, 
right people, right relationships will set you apart more than any other thing. But what I was saying, like, as far as on the, the leadership side, a lot of times people are not taught the leadership skills, which a lot of it comes down to the um, emotional intelligence as well, which that can be a whole podcast <laughs> itself. So I will dive too much into it, but really understanding how people work and understanding yourself. There's a self-awareness piece, but then on also understanding how people interact with you, because I think it's, I want to say like 58% of communication is nonverbal. So that could be your your body language. It can be your tone. So people can say the same sentence in different ways and can mean totally different things. But if you don't have the leadership skills and develop the emotional intelligence to understand, well, this person is saying that they're fine, but the way that they said it, if they crossed their arms or they looked away or they feel disengaged, they're not actually fine. And there's, I mean, there's people that can they can send off signals of body language that maybe are not truly what they're feeling, but a leader's job is to continue to develop in that realm to, to understand what's not being said as much as what is being said as well. Excellent. That's really good. So let me ask this question. If you're talking to an individual mm -hmm. or maybe you're addressing a group of young people, Mm -hmm. And you want to encourage them to go, yes, go after the STEM skills, go yes. after and get the education. What do you, number one, see as the biggest challenge that they have? And then what do you do in terms of helping them get past that challenge? Yes. The biggest challenge I've seen, especially when I, I think it hap happens with people of all ages, but especially for when I talk to freshmen, college students, is the people who are coming into STEM, they're... Not to say that there aren't people who didn't succeed in high school coming into STEM, but a lot of them, they were already the high achievers, the people made their valedictorians or straight A's, all this stuff. So a lot of times things have come really easy for them. And so they come into STEM, they come into these classes, whether it's the Calc 2s of the world or the OCHEMs of the world or chemistry, whatever it is, and it's not easy anymore. And so a lot of what they can tend to see is because it's not easy, that means that it's not for them or they don't belong. But I think with any any degree, anything you're going into, we need that community, we need that development to be successful. But I say, especially in STEM, it is a group effort, the study groups. I could go back to my, my freshman years of college, the, the study groups, the late nights, all that stuff is why I was able to make it through. So that's one of the first things I tell them is that just because it's hard doesn't mean that you're not meant for it. And they think a lot of imposter syndrome can set in as well. So um, imposter syndrome, I know is a term that happens, it's been tossed out around a lot, but really my definition of it is when you feel like you're the only one struggling or you feel like you're, you don't belong. Mm -hmm. And what I say is that you do belong and you do matter. And so what you're saying about yourself matters a lot too, because what you say about yourself, you're gonna eventually start to believe. So just picture this, you come in that you, you've you been successful your whole life um, up until that point, and then you, you hit a roadblock and then you start to say, well, I'm not gonna get this, or I'm the only one struggling. After a while, what you're saying gets into your mind 
And then that becomes a, really a self-fulfilling prophecy at, at that point that what you're saying is what's actually happening. And then your motivation starts to dwindle. And the, really the only way to break that cycle is to start saying the right things as far as saying the positive things and seeking out the people who can help you. It's real, real quick. Yeah, I got I got a question here for you, Paul. Yeah. And and you mentioned imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And kind of I want to tie this in a little bit to, you know, the difficulties around getting a degree that requires all these STEM skills, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, like, you know, yourself a chemical engineer mm-hmm. uh, or any of these other skills. One of the things that that I'm kind of curious about is this imposter syndrome you, you talk about. Do you feel that might be more prevalent with some of these people who have these degrees once they get put into a leadership a leadership position without the leadership skills, mm-hmm. but with the same with the same mindset that I've got this degree, mm-hmm. I should be okay. Yes, but in reality, there there's you know it, it kind of backfires. Yeah. So my, my, I guess my question to you is, what would you suggest to these people that are, are coming into these positions with these skills, STEM mm-hmm. skills? What would you suggest to them to get prepared for for leadership position? Yeah, that, that that's a really good question, and I I think oftentimes, and I think oh, I'm trying to think of who said. I think it was John Wooden that said, "When opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare." And a lot of times what happens is that the the opportunity is there and they just have to walk through it. And so that's what I know you mentioned with your son. They're struggling, he's struggling there. I would say what you do in the moment, like when you have these these STEM skills, is being a selfless leader and being a self-aware leader to know and understand that, hey, I was really good at these skills at an individual contributor level, but what I'm doing at the leadership level is not the same. So whether, and it really just depends on your company or organization, if they have training or opportunities to seek that out, or if you can talk with your immediate manager to have those conversations. I know we we talked about it briefly before that one thing I'm intentional about, whether or not my immediate manager is scheduling re- regular meetings with me, uh, whether it's coming into a new organization or a promotion, whatever it is, I am proactive with scheduling at least weekly touch points at the beginning. So I understand where I'm at as far as what uh, he or she wants from me, what the organization wants. And so there might be things that I think is the right direction to go, but at higher levels, there's always more visibility or there should be more visibility. So that's my opportunity to say that, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is where I want to go. Is Am I on the right path? Can I course correct? I think most, if not all, all, all organizations have end of year reviews. I think we're at that time, at the end of year, so beginning of the year, to look over the previous year. At that moment, it's basically too late because the year's already gone. If you haven't been having those regular conversations, there's no chance to improve on it. So I think really being intentional about um, having those conversations with your manager, but also in addition is seeking out mentors. So that mentor might be in your same area. So if it, if you've been in the STEM skills, like which are some like electrical engineering or myself, a chemical engineering, it could be someone in that space. Or I know I've had opportunity in the past to have someone 
in like the higher um, C-suites um, offered to mentor me. And they just have a, a bigger view of what the organization is doing and can provide other opportunities. So just because they're not necessarily in your area or where you want to go, they can provide that larger view to what are what the possibilities are. It's tremendous. I think that what you're bringing to the groups that you bring and you get contact and you work with is really a lot of hope. Yes. That's why I hear a lot of hope here mm -hmm. and that we don't need to go to the dark side of things. There's a bright side to things. Yes. And let's focus on that. Let's not get caught up on our worries and our doubts and our anxieties. Mm -hmm. There are different choices that you can make whether you are starting and just finding some obstacles kind of you're bumping into, mm -hmm. or you're fairly along, fairly far along in your or, uh, your your career, move to now a leadership position. Mm -hmm. And again, you're starting to hear some hear, hit some bumps and obstacles that you're not quite sure on. No matter where you are in that, that cycle there, there's always hope. There's always yes. some way to get through it. There's always yes. help available to you mm -hmm. and be able to have those conversations and say, let's find where the hope is. Let's find out where the help is. Let's find out what your commitment is and what it is that you really want to do that can get you through to where it is you want to go and really make a difference. Absolutely. And what I, I tell everyone is, and I think Rich and I talked about this briefly when he was a guest on my podcast, is that leadership is something that you develop continually. It's not a end goal type of thing that, oh, I reached the top of the mountain. I can just relax. When you get to that moment, that is usually when you start to see people who have a lot of blind spots and are maybe they were great leaders in the past and they've done great things, but they've got to a point where they feel like they don't need to develop anymore. And if you get to that point, that is where you start to, it's a downhill slide. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely about that. Yeah. There, there's no hover in life. Yes. <laughs> you're moving ahead, you're slipping back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, you can only tread water for so long. Mm -hmm. And tread water gets tired. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I the one thing that I, I would have to say about all this is global statistics on leadership are against you. 75% globally uh, of leaders fell. Mm. You know, that's just how it is. Uh, there's mm -hmm. other surveys that even show that uh, only 9% uh, of the leaders out there have any versatility or timing of their, their or understanding of their leadership skills to, to be successful. And so my thoughts around this is that there is ways to improve your leadership skills before you get into these positions, even while you're still in school, even when you're, you're uh, you know, just starting those jobs and that's get with an executive coach or find a leadership program that can teach you, uh, you know, based on, you know, what true leadership skills are, because mm -hmm. it's just like you mentioned, the further up the ladder you go without leadership skills, the more visible it's going to become to everybody around you that you are, you're not, you shouldn't be in this position. Mm -hmm. And, and the problem is, is companies too are doing all these young, uh, people a disservice that have these phenomenal skills and maybe just mm -hmm. starting out in a, a brilliant uh, career in engineering or, or whatever that may be medicine doesn't doesn't mm -hmm. matter but instead of of allowing them to progress in their skills they throw them into a leadership position and burn mm -hmm. them up 
burn them yeah. out. They're doing they're doing a serious disfavor. So you know my my suggestion to organizations: train your people. Yeah. Don't do don't throw them don't throw them you know in, into the fire without getting a you know some fire suit on or something like that. <laughs> that you know that <laughs> leadership cool. skills and, and 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 for you folks that have these STEM skills, get leadership development training because it's not the same. It, it truly is not the same. Yeah. Paul, how can they get hold of you? They want to talk to this bright young man and how he can help their group, their organization, their college, their university, whatever it may be. How do they do it? Yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm pretty much on every social media platform. So on LinkedIn, it's Paul Faranbi, F-A-R-O, N as in Nancy, B as in boy, I, Paul Faranbi, and follow or send a connection request. And then on Instagram or on, I'm also on TikTok as, as well. It's I, the letter M, incredible Paul. So I M I N C R E D I P A U L. And then also my website is incredible.org. So if you search incredible, it'll probably come out. I know. I found out there's also incredible that's in Switzerland. So if it's not someone talk about STEM and leadership and it's graphic <laughs> arts, then it's not me. <laughs> All right. And Paul is incredible. That's for sure. So Thank you. And thanks so much, Paul. It's been an honor to have you on. You're a bright, young, capable, inspiring young man. We appreciate you very, very much taking the time. Yep. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure talking with you all. Same here. Say, Rich, let's wrap this up. All right, so we, you can get a hold of Michael or myself. First, Michael, M-A-I-K-E-L, Bailey.com, MichaelBailey.com. All his contact information is on his website. You can find him on LinkedIn. RichBaronExecutiveCoaching.com, same thing. I've got contact information on there. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. We have a lot of information on our websites about executive coaching, about group coaching, about uh, assessments. Uh, cultural transformation. There's there's a plethora of of great information on there that I'm sure you'd be interested in. And and finally, here at the end, we're coming to the end of the year here, and uh, kind of going into this holiday season. Um, no matter where you are, take care of each other. Um, one thing comes to mind: the Christmas truce of 1914, World War One. We're on Christmas Eve. Both sides just kind of quit fighting. And found out that they could settle their differences and handshake and, and share some great time with each other. So wherever you are, and no matter how you celebrate this season, remember to serve one another, take care of each other. That's in the end, that's what it's that's that's the most important thing we can do. So I want to thank everybody for your support. And Michael, what what do you you got any shout-outs? Yeah, my shout out is to Paul. I love Paul. His and what he's brought, yeah. Especially this time when there's so much turmoil in the world. Paul is a kind person. He is thoughtful. He wants to help. He is a person that that is considerate. And if we had much more of the kinds of of uh, personality traits and character that Paul has shown us here today, we had more of that in our society. A lot of this crazy anger, hostility, rage stuff would just go away. So, Paul, my, I tip my hat off to you. Let's remember this time of year that this is exactly what we all need. We don't need more hostility and disengagement and 
being offended and upset with each other. We need more listening. As he said, listen first, reach out to other people, understand, be kind, give them the benefit of the doubt. That's what we all got to do. It will be a much, much better world for doing so. Absolutely. And so until next time, we're at the end of uh, another episode of Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. And uh, thank you very much. Take care of each other and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Leaders, lead well. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.